We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself. Because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order? Cashback guru? Low intro APR lover? With US Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. US Bank credit cards are issued by US Bank National Association ND. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday... Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, maybe inappropriate for children under 13. the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code ROTOHOOPS when you deposit for a free contest entry today. It is Wednesday, November 11th, 2015. I'm DJ Trainer, of course, joined as always on Wednesdays by Josh Hayes. You can find Josh on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS, and you can find me at Trainer DJ. Happy Veterans Day to everyone out there, assuming that you're listening to it on this Wednesday. This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review there. We'd love to have it. Josh, we're deep into the season, my man. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I like to get them weekly. What, what are you thinking at this point in the NBA season? 
you know, we're seeing a lot of injury issues pop up. And we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show, DJ. It's like people are um, like being quickly forced into. It's like um, it's like Dirty Dancing. We're like we got we got exactly baby in the like Dirty Dancing. It's exactly like Dirty Dancing. I you know what I was watching Tuesday NBA Cavs and um, who was it Cavs the uh, was it Cavs Jazz Knicks? Cavs Jazz. Oh okay yeah. yeah sorry Cavs Jazz and I was like this is so like Dirty Dancing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. LeBron and Gordon Hayward. Right. And, like, yes. no one puts J.R. Smith in a corner. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, no, in all reality, though, what I meant to say was that, you know, people are being forced into decisions, you know, in terms of what they need to do with some of these injuries that are popping up in Atlanta. So we're going to try to dig into that and cover that and say, hey, this is what we think is going to happen for the rest of the season. This is a guy who has value right now. This is a guy that you should be like, listen, don't buy into this. All right. As soon as the, the healthy guy gets back, then you're going to be holding a bag of goods. So we'll try to um, splice all of that out for you here on a NBA Wednesday. And if you'd like to follow along, what we're going to do is we're just going to go through each box score from last night, which would have been Tuesday. We're going to sprinkle in some of that injury news, talk about what that means moving forward. We had injuries last night to Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Davis Rudy Gobert. Um, the list goes on. Unfortunately, it was, it was a big night of injuries, so let's just get to it, Josh. Um, kicking it off, the Utah Jazz got close, but they couldn't go all the way. Cavaliers win 118-114. to 114. The Jazz really felt like they had this one in hand, but of course, in in typical Cavaliers fashion, they pull away with 38 points in the fourth quarter. Most notably, though, Rudy Gobert goes down uh, with a it looked pretty gruesome ankle injury. He's considered questionable for Thursday's game coming up against the Heat, but uh, we'll, we'll look at that in just a second. What did you think about last night's game in terms of the box score production, Josh? Yeah, you know what? The one thing that stood out to me here is you can actually make a case right now for owning both Rodney Hood and Alec Burks. Yes. But I thought you were sort of going to have to choose between the two right now. But um, both of those right now are, are currently viable options. Now, my question to you is, you know, feet to the fire. Let's say this is your last roster spot. You could roster Burks or uh, Rodney all good in the hood. Uh, what do you do, DJ? I'm going Rodney Hood. Um and I've covered this situation specifically for Rotowire over the last few years. I've been very close and intimate with it. And I think that Hood has really impressed me. And I think, of course, uh, he's got upside, that cliche word, upside. Burks has been in the, in, in the league for quite some time now. Um, we know he's coming off that major shoulder injury. Uh, 24 points, three rebounds, three assists, a steal is about all I really expect from him night to night. Hood just kind of lights it up from beyond the arc. We're seeing him. We're seeing him play major minutes. There's more potential there, but I don't know. In the first half of this season, I think it'll be pretty dead even. In the long run, I think you have to be looking at Hood. This is just his second year in the league. Yeah, you know what? This, it's a tough situation, but I'm going to follow the minutes. Usually, is what I'd like to do. And Alec Burks actually outproduced him, 24 well, with uh, three rebounds, three assists. And three turnovers and a steal. But I, I think Hood is the guy that you, you're going to trust the minutes going forward. I think both can have value is, is, is the general answer, sort of depending on the league. But if I had to choose one, uh, I'm going to be uh, with you on Rodney Hood. It is concerning to see what happens with Rudy Gobert because he's such a big part of that, what they do defensively uh, as one. Well. He had, had one of his best scoring games um, with, with a down rebounding performance. So um, hopefully he gets back in the lineup. I'm, I have some shares of uh, Rudy Gobert. So now on the other side of the ball here in Cleveland, um, anything that we needed to um, like learn from this, from this box score? 
N- no, not really. I, there's not really much to be learned from Cavaliers box score. They're always like pretty typical. Uh, nothing, nothing revolutionary. If you have Mo, if you know, if you picked up Mo Williams in the draft or snatched him up in the first week of the wa- waiver wire, good on you because he's just going to keep producing. Um, he's done it all over the place in Memphis. He did it in Charlotte last year. Was it um, the guy produces? But that doesn't mean he's going to he's going to start for the whole season. As soon as Kyrie gets back, Mo is going to move to a limited role off the bench where he'll probably still be able to score 15 to 20 points a night but um you know it's it'll just be too limited of a role as for right now use them if you got them yeah i'm with you there as well and if you are are concerned about that and you feel like kai is knocking on the door and you don't own shares of both then like um as i've said before i don't know if it was on this show or the monday show with benny uh that you know it's not a good it's not a bad idea to go to the Kyrie Irving owner and say hey here's mo williams you can have shares of both um, what will you give me in return and see if you like the return on the on the uh, potential trade uh, that you could make. And I think, uh, yeah, and I think for head-to-head leagues, that makes a lot of sense. Because yes. in theory, Mo Williams will be somewhat useless come playoff time. And that's all we really care about. you got to remember in head-to-head leagues, you're just trying to jockey for position and kind of get your roster ready for those final weeks of the season. And as we're looking at it right now, Mo Williams just isn't going to be a factor. So um, try to trade him for something, a piece that will be valuable come tournament season, um, you know, much later on in the year. Roto leagues, what do you think, though? It's a little harder considering that he's putting up really good Roto, Roto stats right now. Yeah, I think you just have to you, – what you're going to do personally, I think as long as you have an 82 game cap, is you're going to play him at one of your guard spots for the most part as long as he's in there. Then when Kyrie comes back, you're still going to play him because he'll get starters minutes for a time until Kyrie Irving gets brought along. And then when Kyrie Irving's in full roster mode, he'll be a utility play in most like 10 and 12 team leagues um, you know, and, and still must start in 14 team leagues. And then it'll just sort of – Mo Williams will be that, will be that guy competing – you know, in the utility spot versus whoever you can pick up off the waiver wire or who's on your bench who might outperform him. So I think he's going to still have value all throughout the season. It's just really a matter of um, how he fits in that six-man role. But if you take a look at the Cavs bench, it's not very exciting outside of Mo Williams and like Iman Shumpert, who is also not there. So I still feel like he's going to have a chance to fill it up even in, you know, 25 to you know 20 minutes rather than the full 30 that he's getting right now. Agree with you there, Josh. Let's keep it moving here. The homecoming, as it were, the over-exaggerated, over-hyped homecoming of Kevin Durant back to the city of Washington. Uh, 125-101, the Thunder take this one easily. Most importantly, Durant leaves with a hamstring injury. He's undergoing an MRI as we speak. Most people listening to this um, most likely uh, you know, will already know the outcome of that. But looking at the box score itself, just another Westbrook show. Yeah, you know what? Another triple-double performance uh, there as well. And it um, looks like it appears like Kevin Durant's not overly concerned about the injury overall. They'll probably be protective of him. So like, this is why you know people had concerns about Kevin Durant in head-to-head. It's like you know situations like this. But having said that, Russell Westbrook has had his fair share of being injury-prone as well. So, I mean, you're, you're always just going to have a gamble with some of these guys. Hopefully it's not too, not too much of an injury. And the only thing I can really say is like in terms of DFS, Russell Westbrook is going to be a jam play You know, in terms of – you know, getting him into your roster whenever um, Kevin Durant is out. So you can enjoy that short stint, and you should get a boost in your season long or your head-to-head leagues if you have Russell Westbrook rostered uh, right now because he does take it upon himself to, um, you know, take the scoring and distributing load and, and take charge of the offense whenever KD 
does step out of the lineup. The one thing I will say here, too, is it's a little bit, you know, up to this point, Enos Cantor had been just producing very well off the bench, and it's sort of a little bit of a quiet game here, but um, I don't really care about that too much because they won by 24, so they didn't really need him to play a ton. But Enos Cantor is a guy that well, I will be paying attention to if some dial turns into like an extended injury with Kevin Durant as a guy who could help pick up the scoring load and you know be a bigger factor than he currently is right now. That's a great point because you look at their bench, Nick Collison, Mitch McGarry, Kyle Singler, some guys that they could potentially throw in the lineup. Obviously, there's no true replacement for Kevin Durant. Um, you almost want to look at the people who are already starting or a guy like Canner who who could who like you know is is playing closer to starters minutes as it were right now. Um, so there's not really a great replacement like Josh said and I said. Just kind of look at the guys who are already in the mix for more action. Anything you want to talk about about this Wizards box score? Nothing too impressive. Nobody scores over 15 points. We had Sessions coming in with 15 points and then Gortat coming in with 15 as well. Yeah, um, I like the team name Tit for Gortat, uh, by the way. So put that in your repertoire. If you haven't yet used that and you own Gortat, um, Gary Neal gets to start over uh, Bradley Beal, who I, I don't know what's what's going on with this clown business of these, you know, sort of injury updates. Because the Wizards come out and say, unless his shoulder's falling off, Bradley Beal's playing. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, man, somebody go find Bradley Beal's shoulder because it's off. He didn't play. He's got one arm. <laughs> You know, and then it's like, so Gary Neal gets the minutes. I mean, that's the only thing really of note in super deep leagues. You could sort of roster for him a time until, um, you know, Bradley Beal gets a prosthetic arm uh, placed back on him and he gets to rejoin the lineup. So really the only other thing of note, Ramon Sessions uh, comes off the bench and, and does a nice some nice things, uh, 15 and 5. Can't really trust him to do that on a, like, you know, a day-in, day-out basis there. So not a whole lot that we ne- really need to learn. Nobody really performed well. John Wall had a bad performance, but you don't you don't care really. You just throw it out and say, all right, you know, he's they're playing the Thunder. It's a, that's a top-notch team, and then we'll move on to the next game. And we will too. So looking ahead... Lakers lose to the Heat 101 to 88. I mean, we kind of thought that was going to happen, right, Josh? No, no real surprises here at all. Yeah, you know, and the one issue that I'm having here is how long Goran Drogic is going to screw me in in the <laughs> in these lineups. So that's the major takeaway from this. I don't really care what screw else happens. Season long or DFS? Season long. Oh, I'm not touching him in in DFS. I, I would, know. you know, I don't need to. Um, I don't have any burning desire to set money on fire. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not going to play Gordon Dragic anywhere. He didn't, he never touches a DFS lineup for, for he's on like a month suspension. He has to do a lot of work right. to re, or a lot, there's going to have to be a lot of injuries, you know, in the the heat lineup for me to to be interested. But do he's think, garbage. Do you think he knows that he's on your suspension list right now? Like do we need to shoot him a memo? Is he aware no. of this? No, somebody needs to tweet him and let him know that, you know, right, you know, Josh Hayes or FS at Rotowire is very upset. At the level of production, it's not indicative of the contract he signed. He sounds like he's pulling a whole. Um, who is the guy? Um, Andres Bedrins. He's pulling a, a point guard Bedrins oh, wow. on us. You know, got the got the contract, and now sit back and smoke cigarettes, and you know what I mean. Bedrins just, was like pretty amazing. Like he went seventy eight games without even like putting on a jersey. That was pretty insane. Yeah, he was like you know smoking cigarettes at the free throw line. You know, he's like. <laughs> He not you know he could give two you know pop 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 about what would happen. Gordon Dragic is right now in that category. Four points really, uh, five rebounds, three assists, two of ten. I just like oh yeah, he's he's absolutely terrible right now. So yeah, 
I don't know what to, what else to say. From, that's the only thing I really gleaned from that, all, other than that Chris Bosh is better than we thought, I guess. You know, for a, a little bit underrated. It goes for 30 and 10, which, I mean, not too surprised against Julius Randle, but I am surprised that the rebounding our level is up considering Hassan Whiteside has been in full beast mode as of late. So those are the two things I sort of took away. Yeah, Josh, we had a great debate on um, Whiteside compared to some other players in the league. If you're interested in that, go ahead and check out uh, last week's episode with me and Josh. We had a uh, yeah. great great discussion on that. One bit of news regarding the Lakers. Coach Byron Scott said he does, ne- does not plan on playing Kobe Bryant um, in Wednesday's game against the Magic. Now, Kobe Bryant is a perfect example of one of those tick, 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 ticking time bombs Josh talked about yep. in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And this is why we don't touch him. And, you know, if you own him, you got what you deserve. You, we told you not to do it. You did it anyway. So you're probably not listening to this podcast anymore. Other than that, you're probably smart for, you know, avoiding him overall. And this is a good thing for Jordan Clarkson and Julius Randle and all the other potential options. And, you know, s- still on the, on the you know, put baby in the corner with J.R. Smith and Goran Dragic, uh, D'Angelo Russell belongs in that corner also there. Just, like, sit there. Don't come out until we tell you to. It's, it's going to be a rough prof- process for him. Emmanuel Moutier is, is starting to come along a lot stronger than than Russell is for sure. You wonder, obviously that has some something to do with the teams they're on and the team dynamic, uh, that proverbial the keys to the car, Josh, that you'd like to bring up. Uh, Russell does not seem to have them where Moutier does, and yeah. Moutier seems to be progressing at, at a faster rate. Uh, real quick, side note, uh, state of the rookies, where are you at right now in terms of rookie of the year candidates? Were you wrong on some guys, or did you, you know, just nail what you thought was going to happen? I think it's kind of going as planned overall. Like we knew Okafor was going to be a monster and I don't know if we knew he was going to be like 20 points per game, but um, he is. And I like the fact that we're seeing that he can actually be an effective rebounder now that Nerlens Noel is out of the lineup. You know, he went for what, 21 and 15 the other day when Noel sat. So that's good. Now we need to see him just rebound like that while Noel's in the lineup and not average like five rebounds per game, like a, like a two guard. So um, aside from that, yeah, then, you know, Moody is out there in the mix. Anybody else? I'm, who, who am I missing out of this? I mean, we, we're definitely not considering Russell. Um, Willie Cauley Stein. Oh, oh, sorry, Carl Anthony Towns. By the way, is oh, yeah, fir- firmly in the mix. Yeah, yes. I don't. It could be the leader over Okafor, uh, in, in my mind too. So to me, two horse race. Third, 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 third spot goes to Moutier, and everybody else is sort of uh, you know pulling the carriage. Kristaps, what do you think about Mr. Porzingis? I love it. Not only is he giving us highlights at the end of each night with some put down dunks over entire basketball teams, yeah. but he seems he seems pretty competent. He's got length. He's got size. Uh, he's using his mind out there. Uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, I just I can't look at him and not think Ivan Drago. For some reason, he just got he's had that flat top hair look, and he's just a big tall guy. Um, so yeah, I, if you own him and it's a points league, you're probably happy because you don't have to suffer through the field goal percentage because field goal percentage is still bad and it's going to be bad all season. It'll probably get better than it is right now. Um, but aside from that, yeah, you like that he's getting minutes and he's doing stuff with it. You know, rebounding, hitting a tray, being active on on both ends of the floor. So it's good. It's good overall. It just I, I, you've got to be punting field goal percentage or something like that to to really stomach the you know the efficiency that he's going to have. He's going to have a like an Allen Iverson thirty seven thirty eight percent rookie year, which isn't too crazy because he's a four. And if you think back to Demarcus Cousins when before Cousins really figured out you know how what what shots he should be taking, what shots he shouldn't be, he was sitting like at forty three percent after his rookie year as a center. And I was like, man, this is terrible as a center. That's average. That's like a a good two guard. 
which is terrible for the front line. So we'll see how, how that progresses as the season goes. The over-under coming into the podcast for Dolph Lundgren um, characters was at <laughs> 0.5. So we hit the over there. Congratulations nice. to all, whoever nice. or everyone who won money. Uh, last thing about rookies, because you know it, we talk about them so much in the preseason. Let's just go ahead and spend just one more minute here uh, talking about what we've seen so far. Who would you rather have right now for the rest of their career? Stanley Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, Justice Winslow or Miles Turner. So just to recap, that's the eight, nine, ten, and eleven picks in order, right there. All right, you know what? This might be some Duke homerism for me, but I really feel like Justice. Did you go Winslow, to Duke? No, I didn't. I wish I went to Duke. I okay. dreamed of going I to see. Duke. I would some love. Duke, to, so Duke I'm, envy. Yes, I'm a I'm a I'm a Duke like you know out. I'm a Duke like window shopper. <laughs> I guess you know what I mean. I'm like, oh Duke. I see I see a Duke T-shirt. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but I've been a Duke fan since, you know, back down to Danny Ferry days. So okay. no, no bandwagon here. I'm not just like, you know, riding Coach K because he's, and you know, oh, this turns out he's a cool coach and the NBA players like him too. And Coach Team USA, that's awesome. You know, um, yeah, so I go way back to well, Super Juice when, Bob, when the Kings drafted Bobby Hurley. You know, we know how well that all worked out. Um, but yeah, so I really feel like Justice Winslow may have some Jimmy Butler in him, and that could be. I know you like to beyond slap the me on the wrist. <laughs> beyond, yeah, he is a doppelganger, so that's a good start. <laughs> but um, no, I, I feel like that skill set too is is kind of similar, kind of similar. And he had, and he, I think he's starting off his career sort of the same way Jimmy Butler did. Was like, oh wow, this guy's a nice little two way player. He can score a little bit, plays some good defense. Looks like he'll have potential from outside, and you know the, the, the shot needs. Uh, um, some some work. You remember Jimmy Butler in his first year, and we we're like, "Wow!" From year one to year two, Jimmy Butler is going to do it, you know. And then Jimmy sure. Butler sort of had a letdown second year. We all thought he was going to go just ham, and he didn't. He got better, but it wasn't. I was, then I was like, oh, "Okay, maybe I just overrated the guy." And then Jimmy Butler ends up exploding the last two seasons, and I think you could see the same sort of trending timeline with Justice Winslow and the Heat because it's set up perfectly because they need another two, three, whatever years out of Dwayne Wade to be elite. They still have Chris Bosh, and it's going to just set up the progression level for Justice Winslow to be that big. I think I'm in the minority, though. I think a lot of people are on the Stanley Johnson train. Uh, what about you? I can go with Justice. You know, it is really hard because we'll see a, a rookie be dormant for a year, maybe even two years, and then when the situation presents itself, just like Mr. Winslow over in Miami, when Wayne Wade is out the door and Winslow is playing 30 minutes a game, who knows what we're going to see. I would say Winslow and Johnson are my front runners. Uh, man, I love Kaminsky. Like we both came into Wisconsin at the same time here, uh, ate breakfast together, partied together, never actually talked to him, but you know, had the same <laughs> timeline for college. Both graduated together. On- He's in the worst situation possible, though. I exactly. hate to pour the cold water on you, but you know what? They, the, the Charlotte has had their wear power forward to go to die. It's basically what it is. Yep. You know what I mean? Kwame Brown, Cody Zeller, Marvin Williams, Bismack Noah Vonla. Yeah, everybody. No one's developed ever into anything, anything. I mean, Marvin Williams is the best they could do, and they could do, and they had to go sign him. You know, uh, they, they didn't develop him. He and he was just he just came here with that skill set, and he's just applying that same skill set that he had with the Hawks and wherever else he he was. You know, the um, uh, you know Ottawa Rough Riders or wherever he was playing. You know, before the Hawks, like nobody really paid attention to him or was on the radar. And now that's the best they can do. It's just I feel so bad for Kaminsky because I don't know what they're going to have to do for him to get developed or get minutes. 
because he already has a skill set that no one else has at the four. Well, aside from Marvin Williams, but you already know what you have. And I think Charlotte may be just fooling themselves, thinking they that like you know are going to be like a top fourteen. What they should be doing is active, doing what Porzingis and the and the Knicks are doing: actively develop your, um, you know, a guy that you've heavily invested in. And you know, so them rolling out. Kaminsky for four minutes or eight minutes in garbage time right now while Marvin Williams gets 30 is just to me the wrong thing to do the problem here is that the Hornets have the delusion that they'll be able to make the playoffs and make a run into the playoffs somebody needs to let them know that they'd be better suited to to work on their young guys it's nice to see Jeremy Lamb getting some action Jeremy Um, Lamb is a monster right now yeah he is really good Um, it's amazing like the Thunder had such an issue with giving him minutes for his first two years in the league he leads or he leaves the league um, and he's a pretty solid shooting guard option off the bench what do the Thunder need oh I don't know just a shooting guard option who starts instead of playing Andre Roberson at the two that's my own personal uh take on that situation hope my boy Frank does not fall in the ways of the front court options Marvin Williams number two overall pick um quite some time ago Uh, he's Joe Smith you know what I mean yeah (laughs) Joe Joe Smith part deer is is Marvin Williams. <laughs> Certainly a player that deserves a spot in the NBA, but he will forever be ragged on because he was n- taken number two overall. A solid guy, but number two was a bit of a stretch, especially because I believe Chris Paul was the, dr- the pick right <laughs> after him. Um, that is an interesting draft class. If you have time, go check it out. But as for us, we're going to dive into this Knicks-Raptors game. What is happening to the Raptors? They win five in a row. They lose three in a row. We were, we were all on the Damari Carroll bandwagon. Should we all jump off? No, I don't think you need to jump off the Damari Carroll bandwagon overall. I mean, if you take a look at uh, the, the situation, he I mean he, just, he he gets scratched in this game. He doesn't even play. So if they play, they probably win. You know, and then they had to put James Johnson in the mix. James Johnson was I uh, was like a DFS sleeper for me, but he really didn't do too much. Seven points, three rebounds, three assists. He's just like a Swiss Army guy who you know is is nice, but doesn't do enough. Um, you know, across the board for you to really trust him, like in season long leagues for roto or for head to head. So it's more of like a just like a plug and play option in some emergency spots. Um, yeah, and you, I don't know what's. Are you ready to roll with Rolo? Tell me you're ready to get on board with with what's happening here. All right, four blocks. Okay, six of eleven, eight rebounds, uh, t- twelve points. It's not exciting, but you know what this is. This is a a top fifteen center in the league. Here, I think it's time to come around to Sideshow Bob here. Uh, DJ, are you with me yet? Oh, I've always been with you. I, I've been um, I've been hated on here in the Rotowire headquartered office um, for picking Robin Lopez maybe a bit too high. Uh, one issue specifically from last night is that he fouled out of the game in 29 minutes. So obviously yeah. that's a bit concerning. But when you got four blocks, it kind of goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. This is not surprising to me. Like This is a box score he put up when he was with New Orleans when he saw enough minutes. The guy can get lots of blocks. He can get you a steal every single game, a couple assists. I mean, the problem with him overall is that he kind of fades in and fades out. And right. so we're not going to expect this from him every single night. But he is a guy that could be top five block leader uh, in, the, in the league if, if he just stays somewhat consistent. It's just so hard for him for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, I'm on that train. I'm, I've been there with you. I've been sitting right behind you. You just didn't even notice me. Uh, okay, fair enough. I didn't even know. Some people have been t- telling me like I need to just relax with my with my Rolo flow. But I'm 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 here. I'm Rolo all the way. And I'm gonna tell you right now. Like if you take a look at the front line and what's happening, 
here. No one hits double-digit rebounds. This is just all completely set up for Robin Lopez to make a big jump from where he is right now, which is at 5.8 a game. You know that he's, you know, like you said, he's been having foul trouble in and out of, mm-hmm. out of here. But Porzingos is going to be, you know, hanging around the, the three-point arc, bombing away. You got Carmelo, who's going to be a solid rebounder, but he's not a double-digit rebounder. And that really just leaves Robin Lopez to just feast or famine by himself down low. And so I think he's actually going to be closer to a double-double than when, when it's all said and done and when he can for, sort of figure out his role and get the consistent minutes and stay out of foul trouble. So, you know, there's a little buy-low opportunity. Somebody asked me what I should do with Alfred, Alfred Payton. I need rebounds and blocks, and I was like, go get Rolo. So uh, there you have it. Right there with you. Uh, let's keep it moving. Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks. Boston had this game in hand for pretty much the entire the entire time. Um, 99-83 is what it ends up. So you've got the Celtics sitting with a 3-3 and record and the mm-hmm. Bucks sitting at a 4-4 and record. I'm not overly surprised about either of those two records. For me, they were sitting in that, you know, maybe... Maybe the Bucks. I'm a little disappointed in that four to eight seed range. It still seems like they're on track. A 500 record, you'd think, would maybe um, get 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 you in in the East. Um, but looking at the box score, Isaiah Thomas starts last night, puts up 20 points. That's not surprising. Uh, Amir Johnson only four points. Jared Sullinger he started again, 11 points, 10 rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block. Now, Josh, I'm not surprised with Jared Sullinger's production. It's something I've said in the past. I'll say it again. When he sees enough minutes, and he only saw 20 minutes, he's going to get a double double. He's going to get a steal. He's going to get a block. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't matter in the eyes of Brad Stevens. Yeah, you know what the problem is? Is everybody is in this 20, 20 um, per game range at forward at center. No one is a lock for 30 minutes. So what we need to do, DJ, uh, is we need to get everybody together. We throw Olenek, we throw David Lee, Sullinger, and Amir Johnson all in a gladiator arena. And then the, the last two guys standing, they get, to, they get 35 minutes. Okay, you duke it out. Whoever's the last one alive let those guys get the minutes because otherwise you just can't. How are we supposed to know that, um, you know, Ken, uh, David Lee is going to go for, for you know, 13 and five with three assists in 20 minutes and shoot five of seven? And how are we supposed to trust that? Or how are we, are we going to know that, you know, Jared Sullender is going to double double in 20 minutes and go, go five of 10 with three assists? It's like it's impossible to predict. And it's such an ugly situation. I hate how Brad Stevens managing it. He's a fantasy um, just – like he's like the running back Bill Belichick version of, uh, yes. you know, uh, NBA. Yes, exactly. No, like- you you nailed that comparison there, and and it's probably fitting that they're both in Boston. So let me read you. Well, real quick before I read you the the minutes for all four of those, and you can guess which ones which started, which one were bench. These guys are going to vacillate between the starting lineup and the bench all season long, and it will not matter. So never put too much stock in a guy. Now he's starting in Boston. He's going to see more minutes. Here's why. Here For for those four guys, um, not including Tyler Zeller, who actually wasn't even the mix, things are even uglier when he plays too, we have 20 minutes, 23 minutes, 21 minutes, and 22 minutes. You can't tell which one started, which one came off the bench. It just doesn't matter, people. No, it doesn't. And what what this tells you is like you're going to drive yourself insane unless you're like in a 14 team league and above, and you're forced to roster some of these guys. So just stay away from the situation. Wait for somebody to get injured, and you know, no matter what happens, it's like the only person I've ever seen like have a like a honest level of trust was like Tyler Zeller last season, which like uh, for whatever reason Brad Stevens was adamant that he was going to start no matter what, and um, we just we don't know what else is going to happen. There's to me it should be Sullinger and David Lee. 
You know, you play small. You're not going to have a lot of shot blocking presence, but you sh- you can beat them beat them on the other side with you know good plays as guys who can you know hit 15, 18 foot jumpers on the offensive end. And you do that and let your three, four, five, um, you know, play. I'm sorry, we were one, two, and three play solid D. I don't know what what, what would you do if it, if it was you? Uh, I would just stick with. I don't know. I. I mean, I would just roll with two, give them 30 minutes, and the guys off the bench, I would give 10 to 15. And then it's like whoever brings you donuts, it's like, <laughs> it's like yeah. they start. Well, the thing is, like, if you're going to switch up the starting five, why don't you just switch up the overall minutes balance, too, and see what truly works? Because you're not doing anything at all. So let's, let's have a five-game span where Selinger and, and Johnson play 30 minutes and the other two guys play 10 minutes. And then in five more games, we can switch that up. I understand that you need to tinker throughout the year to see what works for when it matters later on in the final quarter and in the playoffs. But like, let's actually get these minutes skewed to find out what works. We're, we're not changing up anything right now. Yeah, I, I agree there as well. You know what, though? It's never going to happen. Nope, that's okay. Yeah, it's just I was going to say it's okay, but it's not okay. We need to sign a petition. We need to get this in motion. Brad Stevens, you 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 know, everyone likes you, but fa- coming from a fantasy perspective, you're killing us, my man. Yeah. Uh, Avery Badley left that game against the Bucks with a lower left leg bruise. You have to think if he sits out for any uh part or you know, any amount of time, Isaiah Thomas would be the clear benefactor there looking at the other side of this game which we haven't even touched on the bucks uh, jabari parker probably won't play in tonight's game that's wednesday's game um, since it's the second night of the back to back do you think we're ever going to get to the point later on this season where he's going to be a viable option in daily or we're going to pick him up off waiver wires where parker is is maybe you know, getting close to a double double with a couple assists and a steal um, maybe like in the second half of the season, but you know what it is right now? It's another like miniature Brad Stevens situation too. not with in terms of minutes. Say it ain't so. Yeah, it's no, but you know what I'm talking about here? Like one, you want to trust Atentagumpo for like 20 points per game, but you can't because the next day he'll have like 12 points and five rebounds. They're like, where did you go? Where did you disappear to? Then all of a sudden Greg Monroe pops up for, you know, 24 and 10. And then the next day, you know, it's we have Jared Bayless bombing away, playing 30 minutes, you know, filling in for MCW, and he's the guy to own. So if you tell me who I, where I could be able to like consistently tr- like uh, like trust overall, I'd probably say right now like Greg Monroe is the safest and, you know, Atentacumpos has the highest ceiling and the guy that you if I had to pick one buck that I want to own but it's all crazy in terms of you know the level of consistency right now so and then you're going to expect Jabari Parker to do what he does best which is score which is going to you you know um, marginalize the impact that Greg Monroe has and that that you wanted out of Atentacumpo to go to the next level and become a true superstar so uh, I'm frustrated by the situation overall, and I'm glad I have like very limited shares of bucks. Uh, another interesting dynamic here in Milwaukee is that I believe I heard Nick Whalen, um, who you probably know him, I host it with him mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesdays, and of course he hosts with James Anderson on Thursdays, resident bucks expert here in the office. I believe he said that Greg Monroe and Henson have never spent one minute on the court together this year. And so obviously what that means is Henson just really isn't going to be that valuable, right? No, Henson is the only 16 teams, Dynasty or whatever. Even in Dynasty leagues, I would try not to own Henson. This is like the stupidest contract they could have done. We're like, we're going to sign you to a big money deal and then barely play you. I know he was like a little bit injured to start the season as well. I always thought that Henson could have been a guy who plays – 
the Tyson Chandler role, like we talked about there, you know, be a, a shot blocking guy, let him do the dirty work and let him sit there and, you know, and, and clean up the glass for the rest of the defense. And they just insisted on playing Zaza Pachulia at the five last year over Henson. So that was maddening. And then, you know, Johnny O'Brien ended up getting some more minutes over him. And, you know, it was just like a weird and crazy situation. I was like, okay, maybe they're actually going to commit to Henson at the five and Monroe at the four, um, Jabari Parker at the three, Tentacupo at the two and MCW, um, you know, uh, up top, which I thought would be the optimal lineup. And, you know, based on I don't know what Jason Kidd, you know, decides to do to the lineup, but it's not that. So that just means that John Henson is just not ownable in most leagues. If you and I've never played in this one, Josh, maybe you had. Um, if you play in a like production per minute league, I wish I could play in a league. Like Henson is your man. He yeah. based on per minutes, you know, if you ever run per thirty six stats, and let me just say you can find per thirty six minute stats on Rotowire's website. If you want to check those out, type in rotowire.com forward slash pod. You can get set up with a free ten day trial and check out everything I'm about to talk about here. I mean, when Henson is on the court, he puts up production, whether it's blocks, steals, rebounds, um, even points, I guess you could say. Um, but that, again, it doesn't matter. Uh, Jason Kidd's not looking at the box score and being like, wow, Henson has a great per 36 number. Let's throw him out there. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, so I mean, what it means for us is like, I don't, I don't imagine a scenario that I'll roster him barring multiple injuries to the you know, Bucks front line because if Johnny O'Brien is going to be in the mix, and you know now you have Jabari Parker and Greg Monroe out there, it's fourth fiddle in the front line, not fourth fiddle on the team. You know, for for Greg for uh, John Henson. So, just you know, I don't know, not enough uh, minutes for me to really be interested. In years past, he's a guy I definitely target if if the window opens up for him, but it rarely does, especially with Greg Monroe now in Milwaukee. So so be wary of that if for those of you who have kept your eye on John Henson over the past couple of years. Moving it forward though, Charlotte Hornets take on the Timberwolves and win 104 to 95. That brings the Hornets record to three and four, where the Timberwolves at, are at four and three. Do you think that the Timberwolves can make a run and, and contest for that eight seed in the West? Well, what we need right now is to start another petition for Zach Levine to stay in the freaking starting lineup. Somebody help me here. I'm going to lose my mind if I have to watch him just get a starting job and dominate and run with it only to have Ricky Rubio reinstated as a starting lineup over him. This guy I'm telling you right now is mini, mini Russell Westbrook here. I mean, you see the line that Zach Levine put up. And they were like, oh, Let me you just know. read that line. 20 okay. points, uh, 9-19 shooting, one three-pointer, 1-2 from the charity stripe, five rebounds, eight assists, two steals, eight turnovers there. That's a little bit concerning, but otherwise sure. it, it's a it's pretty good stat line. For, t- I'm telling you, tell me in what alternate universe Ricky Rubio does better than that on a night in night out basis. And I'm not saying you can book that for Zach Levine uh, every night, but you know, I've been stumping for this guy since the preseason. And then, you know, what do you know? Ricky Rubio gets to start. No surprise. They, they signed on the contract. They paid him. And then you see a guy who has a, just a much better overall skill set, and they continue to just say, Hey, you know what? Yeah. We'd still like you to play about 14 minutes. Yeah. We feel good about that. Thanks. Uh, let's carry on. And, you know, you, you, this is the situation here to where everybody is better when Zach Levine is on the floor. Because you, the, the situation that you have with Ricky Rubio is the same sort of situation you have with Rondo. You don't need to guard the guy. You don't need to guard the guy. Okay? He's going to pass it to somebody. All you have to do is double the right guy. Okay? Leave him open and let him go 
you know, shoot 37% every game, your defense will be better off. So I don't know why you wouldn't put that triple-double threat. It's not like Zach Levine's allergic to passing. He has plenty of ability to distribute the ball. He's just a monster combo scoring point guard that needs to be freed. Free Zach Levine. The common thought on Ricky Rubio is that he's such a great passer, such a great uh, assister, that he you know, makes everyone better who's on the court because he's a great passer. What people don't like to focus on, and man, I really got, get into this because it, I feel like nobody knows this, Josh. Like we're, pre, like, we're not, like, not getting through to anyone, not that anyone really cares. But it's a, Rubio is a terrible shooter, and like you said, just leave him open. He can't shoot the ball. If he takes a shot, then it's a win for the defense. So unless you're willing to have a coach that has the cojones to put a guy who has, you know, who's a veteran and has a fat contract um, on the bench and play a young, somewhat unproven guy, it's not going to happen. And so unless you have a guy like Steve Kerr who would rather play Draymond Green over D- David Lee, then it's just it, it, we're not going to see it, unfortunately. Yeah, so uh, you know, in the meantime, Zach Levine will suffer and Ricky Rubio will be back in the lineup. So all you need to do is it's just Ricky Rubio watch 2015. They're not going to f- force him out of the lineup, but – you know he's going to get injured, and he's already injured now. So all we need is one of the bigger multi-week injuries for them to get Zach Levine in the lineup, and then maybe for the 47th time he can prove himself as the as the better guard option. Maybe they'll get on a run and start winning some games, and then decide, hey, we'll just let Ricky Rubio man the second unit because he's you know not better than Zach Levine. So I think I'm done ranting about that one. Oh, I can keep. Should we keep going? Ah, let's just move on. Let's just move on. I, <laughs> well, by the way, I just want to quickly say here uh, in this matchup too, um, with uh, Jeremy Lamb, not to you know hate on your your thunder here, but he had this opportunity to be this in in um, Oklahoma City. He could have been this, and they actually gave him like a cup of coffee to start in the preseason too. So I don't know what he did or where he went, like in terms of like what in the off season, just like you know slept uh, like on uh, in Steph Curry's garage. Or whatever, but he's shooting lights out, just lights out. You know that this was like not the same player. That's almost like Jeremy Lamb has been reborn. Like eight of ten shooting, two from three of three. He's shooting in rhythm. Like there'll be a, a, a defender running at him. He's like, "Don't care. This one's going in. I'm just shooting it." Unconscious right now. And I, I, he, like I said, they, you know, there was a multiple, there was a multitude of injuries out there. With Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant were down at one time, and everybody had their chance to sort of like. Um, go into beast mode and then it just ended up you know the best anybody could do was Enos Cantor and so I don't know what what happened but Jeremy Lamb is like a completely different guy this year well here's the thing is that he did do this when he was in the Oklahoma City organization where they sent him down to the D-League to the Tulsa 66ers and he would put up 40 points a night I think he even put up 51 game and so he went on these streaks where he was absolutely on fire so it wasn't like this you know like snap your fingers and then he turned into this guy when he moved to Charlotte like this was kind of in the works we thought this was turning over and that at some point you know the thunder would kind of cut him loose or they would edge him into the nba lineup it just never happened now he's doing it for charlotte and um what can you say yeah so well i mean all you can say now is go grab him he was playable everywhere like almost down to 10 team leagues so uh, definitely 12 teams on up and above everywhere every format if he's available go grab him major underrated part is that his field goal percentage is so high right now he's shooting at such a high clip 
Um, last game from Tuesday, Josh, the Pelicans finally get their first win of the season over the Mavericks, 120-105. to Of course, that sets up the matchup tonight, Wednesday. Dallas Mavericks taking on the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Clippers come to town, come to Dallas. Uh, looking at the box score, Dirk Nowitzki still doing his thing. Scored 18 points in 20 minutes, but you have to think his production is just going to fall off somewhere at some point during the season. Yeah, ultimate sale high candidate there. Does that gets eighteen and four um, with a three and two assists in nineteen minutes? So yeah, you can't be much more like a, a efficient in a small window than he has right now. So find some Dallas fans and be like, dude, Dirk is going two thousand fourteen Tim Duncan on us, you know, and then just try to hype it up as much as you can and see if you can get a top fifty player in return. But I would love to sell him if you, if at all possible right now. All right, speaking of, all right, so sell high on Nowitzki. What do you think about buying low on Chandler Parsons and Wesley Matthews? Last night yes. combined, they won a one for 10, and only, let's see, together they can join for 32 total minutes. Parsons getting 17, Wesley Matthews getting 15. We're going to see the reins taken off these guys eventually, right? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to get a, like a, just open up a tab for Webster's Dictionary or a thesaurus or something on this show. Like, vacillate, conjoined. I was like, DJ is going full, you know, uh, Wisconsin degree on us here. We're going to have to, you know, tweet out some uh, thesaurus, um, you know, some synonyms to some of these words you're dropping here, DJ. Hey, man, um, you know, but- like I said, I, I went through the system with Frank Kaminsky. He was working on his game, basketball game. I have my head in the dictionary. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, we'll see if we can squeeze you to like into the next ESPN spelling bee. Just shave, you know, and then go buy some clothes that like kids are us and, you know, like have a T-shirt that's almost a crop top. It's so short, you know, and um, we'll see if we can squeeze you in there. You're, I'll, I'll, I'll take odds. I'll bet. I'll bet for you to win for sure. Well, if you listen to the Friday pod with Ken Kreitz and Shannon McEwen, <laughs> apparently I have a baby face, so I could probably just sneak in there. No problem. This at is all. what I'm talking about. This is exactly why I'm targeting you to sneak in and infiltrate the spelling okay. bee. You're, you're perfect for that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so Anthony Davis gets hurt in this one. Of course, this is majorly mm-hmm. concerning. Diagnosed with a right hip strain and is listed as doubtful for Wednesday's game, right. um, which means... Most likely, we're going to see Ryan Anderson move into the starting five, but not quite the way you wanted to see it happen, though, Josh. Right. You know, I've been calling for this. And, hey, what do you know? Ryan Anderson plays extra minutes because of Anthony Davis, and he makes it rain for 10 of 16, 25 points, 11 rebounds. Don't need that in your in your starting lineup at all, you 1-7 New Orleans Pelicans. Seriously, somebody hire me to be the GM. I will fix this, okay? I don't know. You, uh, maybe this is like the thing that every fantasy person does. You look at these box scores and these numbers, and we don't understand what's going on in the locker room or behind closed doors. But I personally don't care. How about you just play the most productive players with the guys with the most talent or the more scoring ability? How about any of those things? If the, the Minnesota Timberwolves can do that, the Sacramento Kings do that, the Orleans Pelicans do that, they would win more games. So I don't know why it has to be so difficult. But in the meantime, we get to enjoy some some good run for Ryan Anderson as long as Anthony Davis is out of the lineup. We are mad today. Like, we're very you know, aggravated. You know, you know what I'm too – yeah, I feel like I'm like I'm ready to, you know, join an X-Men battle or Star Wars or something. Somebody give me a, a lightsaber. I'm going to start, like, lopping off heads. I'm so – upset at these rotations throughout the first like two weeks of the season there's a lot of garbage going on we're kind of starting to see our our fantasy team shape out one way 
or the other and we're already starting to be aggravated. It means we're in full swing, people. That's what it yeah. means. In, in all reality, we're very happy that we have something to be mad about. And of course, um, since the basketball season is in full swing right now, so is DraftKings, and they've got lots of competitions over there. Of course, they're still running their Millionaire Maker event with NFL. That'll continually keep going, so so keep playing that. Uh, I know I will be. Um, otherwise, you can go to DraftKings.com uh, right now and enter promo code ROTOWIRE to play free with your first deposit on DraftKings. Lots of great competitions. I know me and Josh have been involved in quite a few, and I have a special offer for you here in just a second. Uh, but that's promo code ROTOWIRE for a free entry with your first deposit at DraftKings.com. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Speaking of DraftKings, we have a, a, uh, you know, a listener a listener contest coming up. So yes. it's exclusive to, to Rotowire listeners to the pod. Only mm-hmm. 50 spots, so be sure to join today. Uh, it's free for new users, uh, by the way, or $3 to join. $50 to first place. It'll be this Friday, November 13th. And then, of course, I think the games start at 6 p.m. So you'll want to get your 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 Eastern. Of course, you want to get your lineups in by then. Typical DraftKings roster format with one point guard, one shooting guard, one small forward, one power forward, one center, an extra guard, an extra forward, and a utility. So I have the link here, Josh, but it is a grotesque looking link. So what I'll do is I'll tweet it out, and then if anybody wants to get it for themselves, you feel free to reach out to either me or Josh, and we'll pass it along your way. But uh, you know who's who's going to win here, Josh? Are you going to beat me? Am I going to beat you? What are you uh, What are you thinking? You know what I might do is I might just like just to help you out or something like that. I'm gonna whoa whoa whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa! Choose your verbs wisely, Mister Hayes. I'm help tra- me oh, out. Yeah, I might just roster like Javale McGee at center, just okay. to make it even okay, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I take know? that back. Help me out, please. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's yeah, a guaranteed win over that guy. Sweet. So, <laughs> no, I mean, I love, I love DraftKings. I love DK, and you know, the only thing that I'm disappointed out with it's, you know, when you mentioned the special offer, I, I was expecting that to be like a free slap chop or something like that. You know, like slap sign up, for, <laughs> you know, sign up for DraftKings today. We'll throw in this, you know, three free egg slicer. And a smoothie maker, you know? Speaking of dictionary, I got to pull it out to see what slap chop means. You don't know what a slap chop is? Oh, it's a, come on. Can you please give me the proper definition of that? Language of origin, please? A slap chop is a, it's it's made for TV only. You know, you can't buy that in stores. Okay. I'm going to, listen, I'm going to send you a link to the slap chop. Okay. And you are going to. Um, they, they made. You know what I'm going to actually do? I'm going to send you the. Um, do you remember when Sports Center oh was my like? Gosh, a re- I had one of these. I had one of these <laughs> growing up. Yeah, I know exactly means- what you're talking about. Okay, uh, when my mom was baking almonds or you know something with almonds, she said chop that thing up. It was nice onions. It's confined <laughs> in a little tube so you don't cry. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, there you go. This is what I'm talking about. I was looking for like one of those offers. You got to keep That's it relevant special. though, like Snuggy or something like that. Slop Chop is timeless, man. Okay. What are you talking about? Like, it, it's, 
Right. You what can you can you are you never going to chop something again the rest of your life? DJ? That's true. I need one of these. I need to hit that up. Um, wow, I got stuff to do. But before I do that, <laughs> let's finish strong. We are way off the rails. Uh, let's do some quick, uh, just rapid fire injury notes here, Josh. Uh, okay. I'll read them off if you just want to give me uh, a couple sentences worth of analysis. Sure. So uh, Dwight Howard is expected to sit out either Friday against Denver or mm-hmm. Saturday against Dallas. Stream uh, Clint Capella in DFS and Daily Leagues if you need a center option. Festus Azili will start at center Wednesday against Memphis, meaning that Mr. Bogut will go to the bench. Both of them are getting about 20 minutes per, and they're both about similar. So if you're playing DFS, take the cheaper guy because they're basically the same thing. And in deeper leagues, right now they're um, both holding about similar value. Uh, we briefly mentioned Jalil Okafor. I have a feeling you're going to bring him up again after I say that Nerlens Noel will not play in Wednesday's game against the Raptor because he has those sore wrists. All Okafor, all the time. You should be playing him everywhere, season long, DFS, uh, you know, all you know, uh, Duke Duke um, alumni leagues, everywhere you can play Okafor, play him. Uh, JJ Hickson will likely remain in the starting lineup at center for at least two more games, as Joffrey Lavernier, uh, who's dealing with a back issue, has been ruled out for Wednesday's game against the Bucks and Friday's game against the Rockets. J.J. Hickson, nice plug-and-play option for streaming daily leagues, DFS, um, wherever you can grab him. Put up 19 and 13 and 30 minutes. Good matchup for him today as well in DFS. Just a couple more here, Josh. Clay Thompson had been dealing with back stiffness to start the season. Um, He said, though, that treatment has relieved the pain and he's felt normal for the past week or so. Yeah, you know what? If his mom is going to call him Clay, I'm going to call him Clay. Uh, having said that, I, you know what, I'm a little bit disappointed that he's been like sort of like just riding shotgun behind Steph Curry, sure. like not, you know, so I think fantasy owners are a little bit disappointed what he's done overall, but there's really nothing to do here. I, I'm not playing him in, in DFS. If you own him in season long, you have to start him. You probably don't have a better option. You just have to sort of wait it out and hope he rebounds value, which he probably eventually will. Yep, so he just recently had his first 20-point game, but in the last three games he's had four-pointers in each of those. Um, And so obviously he started off slow, but uh, there's your reasoning right there. Um, Just uh, Andrew Wiggins expects to play Thursday against the Warriors after dealing with that knee soreness. Yeah, so that means that uh, Kevin Martin gets uh, shifted back out of the 30-minute role, and um, I, he's been a pretty cheap option for DFS. And, you know, as long as any time Andrew Wiggins is active in your season-long leagues, you definitely play him. All right, last one here. Mario Chalmers, who was just traded to the Memphis Grizzlies, will not play Wednesday against the Warriors. That's not all that surprising. But what I want to get your take on is uh, we did talk about this a couple weeks ago, actually. Where mm-hmm. do you think he's going to fit into the Grizzlies rotation? Well, it looks like since they took Beno Udra off the roster, it looks like they're going to plug him in behind Mike Conley, which isn't very exciting for you. You would have hoped that he could have um, made a case to take Courtney Lee's job, who's shooting, what, what 36 37% from uh, the field this season. But it looks like they're just sort of feeling better about their you know, their, their bench. And if he's going to be in a bench role, that means he's going to have no role in any of your fancy teams. All right, that's going to do it from us here. Me and Josh are going to try to find ways to not be so mad about NBA and just be excited about it. I don't know why we're so just down you know what we need to do is we need to be like some we need we need to watch um like a happy movie or something or or those like commercials for nba like nba it's fantastic with our foam finger or something like that music in the background stuff like that something yeah we're gonna have to play some like so i feel like we need enya 
or something like that. Oh, some calming yeah. music, you know, uh-huh. like who can say how many minutes Zach Levine will get? Only time will tell. <laughs> yeah, that's so. um. I think we should end right there. I'm I'm already happy. I'm already happy now. You feel good? <laughs> I, I feel better. <laughs> I feel better. Thanks so much for joining us. Me and Josh, of course, will be back next Wednesday. Catch me this Friday. I'll be uh, guest hosting in place of Shannon McEwen with Ken Kreitz. And, of course, Josh will be back Monday with Benny Ricciardi. Um, That'll do it, folks. Thanks again for having us. Thanks for listening. Shout out to the K-Train. Excellent shows on Friday, guys. Make sure you uh, stay tuned, and we'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.